0: Doa, uh, it's really good to be back here in the PZ, in the uh, New Jerusalem today, Yeah, which is November 4th year of our Lord, uh, 2022. 2022. It, it is an amazing 78
1: degrees is at 1530. It is one after. of the prettiest days. And we've, I mean, we had a long couple of weeks of really beautiful, then we had a few days of rain, which is... You know, I was in Florida, so I missed
0: it. Uh, oh. so well, lucky you, but. my, you know, somebody tries to, who's not from here, describe the weather. And I say, um, January is coldish. Although if you are a Yankee recovering Yankee, it's yes. fake winter. It's not. Yeah. I mean, false it's, it's often in the fifties, mid fifties, Yeah, you know, the, the nights are coolish, but you yeah, know,
1: every, every once in a while, every, every few years or so, we'll get a snap where it'll drop down and it'll be, yeah. yeah. Let's say we'll get a little bit of snow or a little bit of ice or right. something. It'll And we'll have maybe four or five days in a row of like, oh, you know, twenties and thirties, right. you know, it, for the low, but it, but it never, nah. it never is really that By mid
0: February, you're starting to get buds on the trees. Spring baby. By, you know, March, March inconsistent, but you know, you're getting warm days. Yeah. April's yeah. nice. And then you get a nice stretch, and then it gets hot.
1: It does get warm. It's a, l- a little muggy. It gets hot, June, to, July, August. But,
0: man, you get into about halfway through September, halfway through September to about the next week, yeah. halfway through November, yeah. week and before this is, Thanksgiving, this is you where get it's some at. ideal oh, it's weather. It's the best. I mean, the leaves are turning now. Oh, it's so pretty. I mean, it just, it's, I haven't grown up in Connecticut, I can tell you, the we have a similar stretch. That lasts, number one, there's no spring. It goes from <laughs> winter to summer. It's uh-huh. just as hot. Uh huh. You know, and then you have, it basically is over by late August, and uh, you have a kind of a nice ish, similar period, but it's like a week, mm-hmm. and it's cold. And, cool. and it's cold all the way to, I mean, I can remember the snow. next, <laughs> snow the next summer. It's snow. <laughs> Nothing worse for a kid, you know, it's like, oh yeah. We uh, baseball <laughs> oh, practice gosh. would start, and we're like, Working our way around the snow piles. Drifts.
1: Yeah, that's hilarious. Which is
0: why maybe I'm a little bit eh, blech about when people are like lighting their hair on fire about global warming. I'm like, uh, <laughs> how many degrees again? <laughs> like, maybe I'll take it. Maybe I'm like, like two. It's gonna, yeah. Do you realize in 100 years it's going to be two degrees warmer? I'm like, you could have said in five years it's gonna be four degrees warmer and I would have been like, Good. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> well that you know, then you get into the science and I'm okay, you lost it. Yeah, then it's yeah. Well polar ice caps can okay, I just can't. I'm sorry. All
1: I know is uh my I can't. my oh go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying my response yeah, to that it's is – I just can't. I just can't. Yeah, I can't.
1: I can't. My potato headed daughter, uh, the the one at BYU Idaho. Yeah. Called me today and said, Dad, it's I
0: was so wondering funny. why you're calling her potato head. You like that? She... <laughs> Cabeza. My po- Idaho. Pota- cabeza patata? Cabeza de potato. <laughs> I don't, what is potato in that? Uh, Patatas. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Okay, there you go. So you got it right. <laughs> hey. Uh, patata. It's, yeah, it patata. snowed there today.
1: It snowed there today.
0: Do you know what uh, potato is in French? No, no, uh, pom. Pom what? Pom is apple. No, that's French fries. I don't know what it is. Pom you know? de terre, ah. apple of the earth. Oh. I oh love that. words like that. Yeah. Like they backed their way into it.
1: Yeah, you're like, it's kind of like an apple, but not, you know what? It doesn't grow on a tree, Talking about out of the ground. Patata. 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 Hey. Yes, uh, how can I help? While I got you right here, should we roll the beautiful bean footage?
0: Let us do so, and? And we are back. We're putting the band back together. What would you say you do here? We're on a mission from God.
1: Who is the Minivan Centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together, fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the Minivan Centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The minivan centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle, and seeks to stay in the fight.
0: You know, one thing I'm. Uh, some of the things I miss about uh, the old 43? Tell me. Uh, although I love Worlson's. Worlson's. Yeah, uh, it's the really classic. It. Redemption. Sure. Or not redemption. Yeah. Re, uh, Reignation of yes. the classic. Yes. Episodes, is uh, I miss. <laughs>
1: the, the idiot banter.
0: One of the idiotic things we said every time was, uh, "If you're following along on our idiotic numbers, if you haven't been following along, and we and hope you are, are. <laughs> I, I missed that."
1: Well, you know, uh, those those episodes still exist.
0: I can't. They didn't find go away. We'd I mean, have to go back and actually, search. no, that that phrase is always in the classics. Yeah, that is. What's not in the classics is like the mixed egg and the right. The, yeah, the yeah the, Pullman the Pullman and,
1: and yeah. So anyway, taps and the the tea claps. Yeah. And
0: the, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, guys, I never even ask you if anybody actually listens to this. I assume dozens. 700. That's hard to believe. But every believe once in a either. while, and uh, our friend and uh, F3 royalty, after Yeoman, rather. Mm. sometimes I not mess that up. Uh, Pax, if you're listening to this, you are an F3 mindset, and you're like, when we say F3 royalty, the, it's a joke. It's a joke. There is no royalty. We say F3 yeoman, we mean a guy in F3 who's done yeoman work. Yes. Uh, and Bones.
1: Is a yeoman. Is a yeoman. For right? sure. Tunis Hunt. Hunting for wellness.
0: Hunting for wellness.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I did his my podcast My chiropractor.
1: Last oh, is he? He is my chiropractor.
0: Did you eat him?
1: Oh, no. No, he was already, I came, to, I went to him because he's an F3 guy. Oh, okay. Like, we Got met it. and, and he's like, oh, you're a chiropractor. I was like, hey, you know what? I could use a, a good jerking around and cracking my back. And <sighs> So
0: yeah. we, uh, he said. He goes, you got forty. This is about forty-five minutes. An hour and a half later,
1: uh-huh.
0: and I was like, I apologize, man.
1: <laughs> it's like we'll make it two shows.
0: Yeah, I, like, I just want you to edit about two thirds of that. But uh, he's a yeoman. He is. He is a yeoman. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed listening to that podcast last night a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, doing that podcast. Doing, yeah, doing it. Yeah, doing it. Uh, so anyway, sharp dude. Let, let us. We have missed a week because I was down in uh, Florida. Come to Florida. With uh, members, certain members of my family, maybe my M. Mm-hmm. In the interim, we dropped two uh, chapters of The Zebra Jockey. Capitulos. First one is entitled Myth. Myth. Second one is entitled Status. Status. And they're actually companion pieces, so we're going to talk about them both today. Yeah. Uh, and at one point in time, we're one chapter, but it was too long. I try to keep them, you know, four or five pages. Yeah. You know, make it yeah. easy to read. Uh, it was too long. So... um, Leading up to this, you know, we've kind of gone through what a zebra jockey is and an adapter. We set up this uh, continuum of hardwiring, mm-hmm. nature and nurture, not just mm-hmm. hardwiring. So on the one end is is an adapter, and that's a man who makes rapid and necessary changes to stay in motion, right? Right. Uh, that's how he reacts to chaos and hardship. You know, mm-hmm. he figures out something and keeps on moving, right? And the other hand, we have the controller, and the controller uh, doesn't do that. Uh, instead, he tries to determine outcomes, and direct the actions of others. Yeah. The adapter accepts what is as mm-hmm. what is. However, he <laughs> uses uh, influence to try to get to what could be. Could be. And it's your could be, not his. Right. Right? Right. He tries to help you yeah. with that. Uh, the controller uh, does not accept what is. No.
1: Doesn't. It is what it is, and therefore it's right? wrong. And therefore
0: it's wrong. And uh, what he does is, the controller is, he directs, uh, direct, tries to direct your actions using mandamus, mm-hmm. which is the power of coercion, whether it comes to him through the state or, or whatnot. Uh, and he does that to try to get to what should be and as it's his. Yeah, as he dictates. He dictates. Yes. In the, in the middle of that, mm-hmm. uh, between the uh, adapter and the controller are the passives. Yes. And they are people who are neither. And they are mainly interested in the status quo. Uh, they will tend to side with the uh, controller because uh, the adapter is trying to get them to move and the controller yeah. is trying to get them to stand still and that's generally gonna be the easier thing it's to do. Easier, yeah. Yeah.
1: And and uh there is a if you were to draw the Venn diagram, the fat head and the passives, there's a yep. fair amount of overlap in
0: there. Fair amount of overlap. Not every not every passive is a fat head and a fat head is a zebra is a actually maybe uh, a turn concept. And that just means a man who uh, is a passive, right. but uh, his reaction to some sort of sin pattern or failure in his life is to take very uh, vocal yeah. positions about things about which he does not really care. Right. And he ends up generally as a yard sign utopian. You know, yeah. A guy who posts a yard sign with his <clears throat> supposedly most strongly held beliefs about which he's willing to do nothing. To do nothing. To do nothing. But, Except to stand and talk about it. Right. Which, yeah. you know, that's a heck of a lot of people. Uh,
1: it's a, the vast majority. That's the vast majority. It's, it's the fat part right. of the curve, as we would say.
0: Now, uh, we'll dial in a little Christianity. That's to say that you are destined to stay a fat Ted unless you will seek and accept the forgiveness of, of the Savior, who says those things you did that you're ashamed of, you can put those behind you. Because mm-hmm. uh, I died so that you can do that. Uh, I probably would have ended up as a fat Ted, or probably more of a Yadif, which is the, a guy who yells at the fox.
1: Oh yeah, 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 right. I, yeah. <laughs> so Doc Schwartz, <laughs> uh,
0: there's guys who yell at the fox. Yep, right. And they kind of live lives of quiet desperation. There's guys that uh, are yard sign utopians. It's really the flip side of the same sad clowny coin, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, uh, and that's kind of sad. Right, that, it is. But it, but because you and I are adapters, we accept that it is. What it is, and to a great extent, F3 is a manifestation of what adapters try to do yeah. is to help SAT clowns be what they
1: could, could be, be
0: through persuasion. And that's
1: why we don't ever, like in the Q source and other places, we don't ever say, this is how you ought to live your life. Right. It is, here are principles that you ought to follow to get to your best life.
0: Well, you could be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know this is for isn't you telling. to get to that's, your best life. That's right. Whatever you dictate that to be. Because in fact, I tweeted something the other day and said something about like, "Hey, a man who's not going to exert discipline over himself really isn't going to be a very good Saw leader." That. And somebody said, "Fat people can be leaders too." And I was like, "I, I didn't say anything right. about being fat. I didn't say anything about." I said, "You have to exert discipline," and those those things are not necessarily sure. related. Right. But tell me, fat guy, why it is that you <laughs> think? Then, you know, well, the guy you, you're, you're, the you, gonna,
0: guy who tweeted that was not is actually not a fat guy. Uh, not a skinny uh, guy. Uh, okay. Uh, but he did something that people have done cause I've been saying this for, yeah. for 10 years and this guy's been around at free for a long time. And he said what he's, what he said to you, he said to me personally, sure. uh, and, and he's not the first guy to say this. And it, it makes me laugh when people say what he said, which is, well, if that's true, what about Winston Churchill? I'm like, see how hard you have to work yeah. to come up with an exception to what, I mean, you don't like the idea cause I used to say, and, and if you're out here and this offends you tweet at me or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Fat guys don't lead well. And I used to say, you can't point to a fat man who's won a national championship in a major <laughs> sport, right? And guys were like, Bill Parcells. I'm like, he wasn't fat. He's big-boned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I mean, yes, and this guy's not like right. sloppy obese. Now, you know, there
0: whatever. was a guy after and I, who is who has proven me wrong. And that man is Andy Reid.
1: So uh, Andy uh, Reid
0: is the current coach of the... Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He's a former okay. coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been very successful for many years. Uh-huh. Uh, he may be the long, longest standing NFL coach right now. Sure. He's probably, he's got to be in his 60s since I'm almost so like, he's got to be in his 60s. And the whole time he's been a good 50 pounds to 100 pounds overweight.
1: Okay. That said. Yes. Right. The, but he's probably
0: not a wildly undisciplined man. So he is a typical of an NFL coach in the sense that he has poured everything of his life into it now yeah paxers i'm going to make some broad generalizations and assumptions about this man's life which are not based on my personal knowledge and things i've read okay so i will
1: say this in advance just so that you know the disclaimer is out there as as you're listening if you find yourself uncomfortable open mouth insert thumb
0: <laughs> I didn't know what you're gonna say. So you could now point to Andy Reid Yes. Right. As an as as an exception to this this rule that I promulgate. Sure. Uh and I would respond with, Yeah, he's been an NFL coach now. I think for twenty five years. Okay. He's had one Super Bowl championship. <laughs> think okay. what he could have done.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Had he been had control over his queen and his king, right? Yeah. Because he's typical of the breed of NFL football coaches where they live and breathe football.
1: Yeah. That's, that's it. Live and die by it. Right. They're, Family be dinged. I, I, doesn't matter. I,
0: there's, there is there's a uh, – the former coach of the Oakland Raiders, last year, when I had uh, head football coach of the Oakland Raiders, I went to high school with him. Ah. And uh, when I was in high school with this guy, he um, he's two years older than me as a freshman high, high school football player. He played, started every game on the freshman team which played on Fridays. Okay. He started and played every game on the JV team, okay. which played on Wednesdays. And he started and played every down on the varsity as a freshman. Wow. Same size as me, not a big guy. Yeah, just not talented. a Not a remark. No. No. Not a remarkable athlete. Now, I come from a very small town, uh-huh. a good athlete, but not a remarkable athlete. Okay. He just lived and breathed football. I mean, there was nothing else that this guy thought about, talked about, or did anything about. He was just completely football all day long. Every day. Every day. At one point in time, he shaved his head. Uh Uh-huh. And into his head, he got a buzz cut (laughs) and and shaved the letters NF into his head because the town I'm from is New Fairfield. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, this is when he was a senior, a junior, and all the freshmen had to pay him a dollar for that. For some reason, that was, we were obligated to do that. Uh, <laughs> this guy had—this was who he was. So uh-huh. I forgot about this dude. Right. I remembered when he left town to go to college. I was surprised he even got to a college. And he went to sure. this obscure college in South Dakota that doesn't exist anymore called Yankton State. And I remember t- people talking about it. The only reason he went there is because they had this football program— and He was going to go play football because someday he was going to be a, a head coach in the NFL. That yeah. was his dream. Yeah. And I'm watching. I forgot about the guy for 30 years. I, I was watching Dallas Cowboys football game uh, a few years ago, and uh, they're panning the sidelines, and there he was, a special teams coach. Wow. Now, uh, then he went on, and finally, at age, because you know, he's two years older than me, so probably 60, 60. At age 60, he's finally got head coach to to that to to be a head coach. He was head coach one year on Raiders last year, did okay-ish, uh, and then they fired him at the end of the year. And now I, he's, he is the assistant coach somewhere, so he's still coaching. All right, so now, I, said, I went to that dissertation to say, this is probably who these guys are. Uh-huh. They just live and breathe it. Yeah. And they've lived and breathed it their entire lives. There's no doubt that they're very odd people. Sure. You know, they're very odd people. You'd have to be to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I... I I'm not surprised that a lot of them are not paragons of of fitness. Sure, and and certainly Andy Reid is not. But if somebody said to me, "Well, you're wrong about a fat man can't be, can't win a championship because Andy Reid," I'm like, "Yep, you've you've taken the one guy
1: yeah out of the one championship thousands. out of the one guy yeah
0: one guy." Well, that was my right part of my confidence. Now, yeah. also, Andy Reid is, has had at least two sons, one of whom. Died of a drug overdose. He okay. Had a lifelong drug problem. Another uh-huh. one, not too long ago, had a horrible DWI and he killed a person, I believe, killed oh. someone. So he's had troubled family yeah. life, which yeah. I think kind of goes with the territory of putting your mammon in the center of your concentrica. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, I, I say this because I don't think it's a great disprove, you know, you're not really disproving the rule. And we say, look, fitness has several components. Yeah. Right, you know, you king, not queen, your jester, and then there's your, you know, concentric and all that stuff. I and and keeping your mammon on the outside ring, when and that's implied in it was implied in your tweet. Yeah. Right. I don't think pointing to Andy Reid would disprove that. Now, if you go to Winston Churchill, and a joke with this particular guy that tweeted at you is I had this interchange with him before. Okay. Where he's brought up Winston Churchill, and I'm like, dude, look how hard you have to work to come up with a guy. Right. 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 No, number one. Number two. Winston Churchill was a prisoner of war during the the Boer War, I believe. Uh, he fought his way out. Might have been the <laughs> might have might have been. I can't remember exactly what it was like. Right in the nineteenth uh-huh. century, was a POW. Fought his way out. Uh, was fairly heroic. The young version of Winston Churchill. You'd be shocked if you saw pictures of him. Oh, well. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. He's trim, right? You know, he went to Sandhurst. I mean. As he got later in life, he became, you know, as a politician, became sure. more portly. The image you have of Winston that we have of Winston Churchill is is a man in his seventies yeah. in England mm-hmm. during a period of time where people weren't exactly out there working out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah.
1: how many years ago was this again? Yeah.
0: Right. So, you know, Winston Churchill also wrote like four hundred books. So he's had an incredible life and career. Yeah. And I still say he would have gotten more out of it. Had he been fit, I still say that. Right? It doesn't disprove the rule. Had he been more fit, right? Now there's, there's no way to know that. There's no way to know, but we do know that his but I can son, look at a lot of his son, yeah. was a dumpster fire. Okay. And had a very troubled. He's a very had a very troubled life. There's things about Winston Churchill's life that are not great. Sure. Right? Oh yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, pointing that out doesn't disprove the rule. I, you know, I will uh, stand by it on what you say I, I will too. Right. I also to Teddy Roosevelt. I Wait, like, wait, wait! Teddy Roosevelt was not fat. <laughs> I mean, he was—he was, he was technically—he was stoutly obese, and that was the other
1: comment that I kind of made back to the whole thing. Was is like, look, I'm obese. If you look at the body, the BMI, yeah, classic BMI. Like, I, technically, I am. Oh, I don't think I you're. Obese. Obese. I think you're
0: overweight, not obese. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm obese. You want to check that? I, I, I will.
1: I yeah. will. I'll check that, and then get back to me, but, really.
0: Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so. Okay, so that actually does. Kind of why I threw it in. Fairly lead us efficiently. Kind of got us, I yeah, mean, it was a little, little right.
1: bit of a winding path, but yeah, we got to where there. we're going, right? To yeah. where we're going, yeah. right?
0: So, the um, the point of we've we've gone through the basis of what uh, a zebra jockey is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and what that means, and then we went through what a zebra jockey concerns himself with, what he concerns. Believes he can control, right? Yes. This control being this belief that you can direct actions and determine events. Uh, the zebra Jacket doesn't think he, he can do that, but he believes that he has dominion over three areas of his life mm-hmm. that, that God has allowed him to have that. And that's first input, what he puts in his mouth, right? Yes. And we're getting back to the Winston Churchill thing. Uh, second, his uh, thoughts, how they evolve into emotions, right? Nobody can control their thoughts. We're f- living a fallen world. We have dark thoughts, uh-huh. but our emotions are within our dominion, and the, oh. and the zebra jockey does that.
1: I, no, no, you. Were, yeah. No, I, was, I just looked at the uh, the BMI.
0: Oh, so I was right. Yeah, <coughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm 29,
1: one more point over, and I'd be okay. So, so I'm yeah, I'm dark, severely overweight.
0: Dark just fact checked himself, yeah. and uh, and I'm wrong. Is now willing to admit that as usual I'm right. So <laughs> sorry, d- go the, on. The third area of, of dominion we went through exhaustively yes. last week. I just listened to it again as I was driving over here. Uh, is output integration of yes. or as the output. Scottish would say, output, output, right? <laughs> those that's the integrity of your words and deeds. Yes. Other than that, you don't. You know, the zebra jockey's like, I don't have dominion. I yeah. there's nothing I can do about those the the chaos and the hardship that is going in adversity and the obstacles that I'm going to approach. Other than to be determined to stay in motion to find a way to adapt.
1: Yes. I was just going to say, because some guys look and go... Well, I shouldn't say some guys. A, a lot of people say, there's nothing I can do about it, and then the period of the sentence, and that's it. Right. And then they do nothing, right. because they think there's nothing to do. Right. And we say, there's nothing I can do about those things. Here's the myriad things that I can do something about,
0: right. and right. And, it, and then remain determined to stay right. in motion. Right. Yeah. So, this framework, or this concept, uh, uh, to me... Is determinative of so many things in life, you know, um, and we talk about it all the time, whether we realize it or not. Like if somebody's a control freak, or you know, like in a particular say business where they got a million rules, you know, you know, seventeen guys coming to see if you did your TDS report and all that stuff. Right? Like they're just, you know, that's that is really a. A, a reality of, of humanity that we very rarely discuss. Yeah. Very rarely do. And I think that, and I didn't intend to write these this, these two chapters because I st- generally stay out of politics for a lot of reasons. Sure. And, it, and I thought, you know, as I was writing this, this really does explain the, the dynamics of our politics to a great degree. You know, like, how do you mean? So <laughs> I try st- I to say, well, okay, if you're a controller, what type of governance would you seek as, as opposed to say an adapter? Sure. Right? You know, how would you, how would you want it to be?
1: You want as many rules as possible sure. to try and to,
0: because, and again,
1: uh, some guys I think have malicious intent and some just really are uh, terrified. It's not the right word, but are just super uncomfortable with the idea that that you would choose something outside of what is the right thing. And so that they well, think- It's chaos to them. Yeah. yeah and it's very uncomfortable. It's chaos. It's chaos to them. Yeah. And- And that should be controlled. Right.
0: The the word control appears in so many <laughs> policy prescriptions. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, climate control and gun control, you know, birth control. I mean, the word control is on the tip of the tongue of 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 the governance all the time. All the time. On both sides, yeah, you know, and 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 it it doesn't it's not the the. It's it's not the one side or the other is control based. That's not true, right?
1: Yeah, you can't say, oh, people on the the, whatever it means, left right. side of the spectrum are the controllers, and the right, you know, they're for freedom. No,
0: right, no, not no, not no. you know. So I I sat down to kind of try to flesh this out, and when I did, as often happens to me when I start to write, I'm like. Well, I just gotta start from absolute scratch because none of this stuff right the way we talk about it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so the myth chapter is the myth of how we view uh, the left right paradigm.
1: Yes, that somehow there is a left
0: right. There there is a left right, yeah. you know. So I started looking I was like, Okay, what do we how do we put this? So we would generally say that on the left yes. of the political spectrum in America, we would say, You have Democrats, sure. Right. Small L liberals, uh, small L liberals, yeah, um, and then a little more st- liberal on steroids would be a socialist or a liberal slash socialism. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. those two generally yeah. go together in the American mind. And then too much socialism is communism, right? But even a socialist or a liberal wouldn't say, "Okay, communism is good." They'd say it's just too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, that's taken it's, to an extreme. It's taken a, a good thing too far. Yeah. Right. That's what they would say, you know, or generally say, and uh, communism isn't really attacked in the culture because culture is controlled by goo and communism sells itself as being pro happy. Right. Yes. Make everybody it's to make happy. the people. That's right. Yeah. So goo, because it controls the culture does not, is not tremendously hostile to communism.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Uh, as a um, as, I'm talking about I'm In America now Everything right. I say is right, America Right Because right? yeah, yeah. we've never Suffered under it
1: No We have to no p- concept Pull your
0: average Pole out yeah. Polish guy And ask him about communism And he's like Yeah no
1: Guy I work out With right. down in uh, Down in our region Is uh Well of course they, Yeah You will not kielbasa, meet but you, yeah.
0: yeah you will not meet A bigger freedom lover Than your average Polish immigrant Yeah Because oh, yeah. they've lived Under both yeah. Communism <laughs> And Nazism So anyway So this is your left, Mm -hmm. right? What people generally think of as the left. Yes. And then on the right, you have Republicans. Right. And they, you have- Small C conservatives. Small C conservatives. uh, And then libertarians, which are generally viewed as conservatives kind of on steroids. Whackadoodles. Right. Yeah. And then to the extreme, you have fascists. Yes. Nazis. Nazis. Fascists. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, um, fascism- and Nazism are not given the same kind of pass
1: as communism, as
0: Gu, that Goo is yeah, communism. No, not it's not like, well, their heart was in the right place, but you know, they went too far. Yeah. No, they would
1: say, no, the hate went
0: too yeah, far. They, yeah. Their heart was in the wrong place. Okay. So that's how we do this, right? We see left to right now left and right themselves. The idea of left and right, why left and why right? You know? Yeah. So, where did that come from? Yeah. It comes from French revolution, right? And I think we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go into it so deeply, but, it really is just at the end of the French Revolution, or after the French Revolution, uh, Louis still alive, King's still alive, uh, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they don't really have any political parties; they're just making it up as they go along. Mm-hmm. They they laid waste to all the traditions that they had. And they laid waste to them, gone right. So they're making it up and they're trying to figure it out. And uh, if you were in favor of taking that king's head off, you sat to the left of the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't, you sat to the right. And that's how they divided themselves up. Mm-hmm. They did it because they were getting into fist fights. <laughs> so when they all kind of sat together, you know, they would right. get into fights. So they were like, all right, you guys sit over there. We'll sit over here. And it was just, well, the guys who were anti-royal, they sat to the left. Ultimately, everybody's anti-royal. Sure. So the whole sh- shoot match moves to the left. Uh-huh. And by the end, you couldn't get, You were even the guys at the extreme left, like Robespierre, got outflanked to the left. Everybody got outflanked, uh. right? So it, it just it moved to the physical left to the point where, it, you know, what they call the great terror, right? The terror. Okay. You know, where uh, every day, every night, people are just picking up people in wagons and taking the guillotine. And yeah. They like, it was no like the purge. D- purge. No due process. Yeah. Nobody knew what was running place. And ultimately, that's how Robespierre himself got yeah. was uh, killed. So, you know, that that is not the way to run a decent revolution, right? <laughs> It would seem no. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> the American Revolution is happening at the same time. Uh-huh. But instead of being a, a revolution uh, that um, invokes what I call statism, it was a liberal revolution. So, this this is kind of where we morph from the myth. So, the myth is this idea of left and right, the left right paradigm, which we still use in the House, in the chambers of the Senate. Yeah. And the, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they do. The Democrats physically... sit to the left yeah. and the Republicans. Sh- Sit to the right. Sit to the right, and the connection between this is uh, because um, this kind of statism of the of the left of the French Revolution, when the communist revolution of 1917 happened in Russia, mm-hmm. because it was a lay waste to what exists. Right, that was the red, the Bolsheviks, the red mm-hmm. army, as opposed to the whites. Right, this idea of turning everything upside down, right, throwing off everything from the 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 old ways the traditions that was associated with the left of the french revolution mm. so communism was seen as being on the
1: on left. the left side of the left Yeah.
0: now at the and that happened at, that is how russia got out of world war, russia Come pulls out of world war 1 mm-hmm. they have a revolution initially a revolution is uh, a democratic revolution the tsar is kept alive the communists take power and uh they pull out of world war 1 and uh that the war ends, and uh, now Germany is uh, a mess. Post World mm-hmm, War One mm-hmm. Germany, it had been a mar- monarchy uh, under the Kaiser, mm-hmm. uh, and now it's a republic. The Germans have never had republican form of government; they don't understand it. Uh, the communists from Russia are exporting communism. The vestiges of what's lo- left over from the army and the and the and the uh, the right of what would be the right, they're left over from Germany, right? But there is no real middle there, mm-hmm. right? So the the opponents of communism, communism on the left, the opponents of communism are the nascent what would become the Nazis. They weren't yet, mm. so they were on the right. It's default by default. Yeah, by default. Again, it's not. There's no party. You know, Hitler starts out in you know, 1920, making speeches in beer halls in Munich. Right. Standing up and blaming the Jews. Yeah, he wasn't saying, i started the Nazis. And they're like, okay, how do I rally people? He's like, well, we got to fight communism. And so, you know, the old uh, royalty, you know, the the Vons and the, you know, the Mm -hmm. von Wilhelms Mm -hmm. and all those guys, they were tolerant of Hitler because Hitler seemed like he was fighting the communists, and they were afraid of the communists. Mm. But there was no middle to hold. So yeah. this Weimar Republic, this post-World War Republic, is just disintegrates in this battle between the communists, supposedly on the left, and the fascists, supposedly on the right, mm-hmm. um, the fascists won. And that, they won that battle. All right. Now, you get into World War II, right? Now Hitler uh, is in power, mm-hmm. the Nazi party. Which is a uh, the Germanification? It's a sh- it's shorthand for national socialism. Mm. That's what it means.
1: Okay, did not and know that. Yeah. Hitler
0: as the as the um, tyrannical leader of the National Socialists, the Nazis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, opposed by Stalin, the tyrannical leader of the international. So if he's a common turn is what it was called, uh-huh. right? The, the, the difference between the, the Soviets and the Nazis is not discernible,
1: actually. Yeah, for, yeah, from the outside, same, same.
0: Well, I mean, and this is where you get back to the polls, having lived through both, they would gladly tell you that there is no difference. Between the two. Right. Yeah. It's Ameri- the, the laziness of the American mind is how this happened. Is, uh, the laziness and the uniqueness of the fact that we've never been
1: Yeah, we didn't have to Right. we, we don't have to discern it because it doesn't it's irrelevant to us. The well, last
0: hostile boot to strike American soil was 1812, Bob. Yep. You know, we've been free loving ever since then. For us, the idea of communism and, and nazism are just mere theories. And we're a bit, we're kind of lazy historically and we're kind of lazy politically. So we just accept this paradigm. It's extreme left is communism, extreme right is, is nazi we just accept that mm-hmm. now what i try to point out in the statist uh chapter is that these two philosophies actually have a tremendous amount in common you know point one they were both revolutionary
1: in okay. the sense that yeah. they
0: overturned the existing governing structures and discarded all of the traditional motions associated <laughs> with them <laughs> yes. right all of them
1: yeah there will be nothing left
0: there's nothing left they led waste to everything yeah american revolution we kicked Britain out so that we could live the way Britain set it up. <laughs> you know, we, entirely, but yes. Yeah, no, entirely. Yeah. Other than the monarchy. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we created the role of president to be the non monarch. Yeah. yeah, the head of it. But yeah, I mean, we didn't say, okay, well, you kicked the king out and uh, also all the governors and all the mayors and the. Mainly the county sheriffs. That all came from Great Britain.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. We kept all that. Right.
0: All we did was fulfill the way they had those traditions. We kept them. But we balanced the power. So it was. I mean. Well, power was balanced in England as well, and becoming more balanced. It's a constitutional Hmm. monarchy, as we sit here today. It was. It was happening. You know, it was evolving, just not fast enough for us. Fair. Because we're Americans. All right. So. Ain't nothing fast enough for us. Second thing, first thing is this this overturning, this revolutionary, yes. discarding all traditional. Both Nazis did that, and, and so did the Soviets, right? Yep. Both emphasize the need and ascendancy of the state over the dignity and liberty of the individual. Both, yeah. both the, did that. The collective. The collective. Both yeah. did that, right? State power, right? Mm-hmm. No real discernible. And that difference.
1: doesn't mean the uh, the lines drawn on the ground that says, you live in Georgia, I live in nope. Florida. Not right. that kind of state.
0: Right. Just that the, the respect, the governance the respect for individual liberty yeah. in None. went out the door. You know, the that, that was viewed as being selfish. Yep. That was uh, completely rejected. And the idea, and this is, you know, in 1945, we're talking, let's say 1935. The idea of, of individual liberty is completely an idea of uh, the Anglosphere, England, mm, America, mm-hmm, you know, that, mm-hmm. that is not, you know, yeah. Individual it's, liberty. No, 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 no that's, no, we don't do that here. That so, you know, this, the, the, this, here's your the issued clothes, right. And Soviets, both here. Soviets, uh, the communists and the fascists, same thing on there. Again, here's another third, both were godless, uh, or more accurately, they each created a new God in the form of the state. Well, yeah. Right. And they required every citizen to worship that God, the God of the state with the totality of their being. Yeah. So, you know, in the American Constitution, the, you know, it's, the, there will free be to no, Free to worship however you want. There will be no yeah. establishment of a state religion, yeah. and every man will be free to worship any way he wants. Yeah. That tenet, and include to not worship at all. And no man will be obviously be compelled to worship a state. Yeah. But that's that was a common facet of both uh, communism and fascism. All right, next. Both communism and fascism, both wholly rejected... The deep body of political and cultural philosophy that have been developing in Western Europe for millennium. So, despite the fact that this idea of individual liberty is uniquely American, I mean, uniquely English, right? Uh-huh. And and we took it, we borrowed it. Um, still, for a thousand years up until that point, you know, the idea of kings and queens and tyranny and monarchy and the divine rights of kings that was eroding. You know, there yeah. were everywhere, really, everywhere in at least the, the the known world, the first world, right? It was eroding. Uh, but the, the Nazis and the and the communists both they just threw that out. Right? We're done with that. You know, and, and they said you know and they both married themselves to totalitarian crackpot theorizing. In the case of the communists, <laughs> Karl Marx, right? Yeah. Communist manifesto, which is just garbage, it's yeah. trash. Yeah. And in the case of the Nazis, Mein Kampf. Yeah which is Hitler's manifesto Hitler, yeah. which is also trash
1: my suffering right you my my they, struggle my struggle okay. now
0: and but if you compare the two and this would be interesting to somebody who's bound determined to say no nazis are on the right it's like and and you know you could take several passages out of both right. and put them on cards and no one, and you know, flip the card over where does that come from
1: it's like uh you know those guys like on the daily show and stuff used to do to the crowds and be like what do you think about uh, yeah, you know right. so and so's policy right. to do this? Well, you know that was
0: actually Yeah, know, that's, sure right. Here, that's right. That's right. That's right. So all the way you asked the question. What? But I mean, the Hitler had like 37 tenets or something and yeah. like vegetarianism and really? okay. you know there and, and there's a lot of tenets that are very gooey like an environmentalist. I mean, it was a lot of stuff like that. You know, you could say, well, these are kind of things we all like except we're not forcing you to do it at, right. at the end of a bayonet, Right? Okay. And of course, we don't do what both uh, the Germans, the Nazis, and the Communists did, which is to create a class of vulnerable victims. See, they needed that. Yeah, you
1: have to have someone to to be oppressed.
0: To be op- to have, to have been oppressed. Uh, for, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So these are the victims, right? For Soviets, it's the working man, labor, yep. right? And for the Nazis, it's the Germanic, it's the Aryan. Yeah. Right. They they've been oppressed, right? So you know, this gives you somebody to appeal to, a fight to fight, right? Yeah. They also both obviously created a class of evil oppressors for Soviets it was the it was, capitalists right for the Nazis it was the Jews Jews yeah right yeah. and you know the way that the Soviets portrayed a capitalist and the way the Nazis portrayed a Jew about the same monsters under the bed yeah
1: Come get your children. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like all I care about Eat is money, yep. money grubbing, uh-huh. you know,
0: all the, the anti-Semitic tropes that have always been out right. there, Right. you know, that, that, that they were also common in Soviet Union as well. Yeah. All right. They both asserted that it was the state alone that was destined and empowered to deliver the victim class from the predator class. In other words, nothing else can save you. Always
1: this is, only that's us. why this
0: is your God. That's right. Yeah. That's why this is your God. We are the ones oppressed people mm-hmm. to save you. Right. Both communism and Nazism promised a uh, utopian future.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Occupied by the new man, guys.
1: We will all be equal. Right. Everything will be. You will want for nothing.
0: This idea that human nature, fallen man, you know, that comes from Judeo Christian, Christianism, Christianity, um, is antithetical to the idea of utopia on Earth. Right? Mm-hmm. That that man can be conformed to perfection if we just had enough knives. <laughs> but that's. Right. What a totalitarian government does, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's the, the state can do it. It can make a new man. It can, if it, it's going to strip you of your selfish, atavistic individualism. Yeah. And you will serve the state as a new man. Hence why it has always failed. It's always failed because it's anti-human nature. Both. Yeah. Also aggregated power around an autocratic despot who constructed a cult-like mythology about himself and furtherance of the state's dominion over the populace, right? I mean, with Stalin, Stalin's not even his real name. You know, you I don't know, think I knew that this idea of Uncle Joe and the way they would portray him. Yeah, I mean, it was just all propaganda. You know, wow. and, I, and obviously Hitler was extremely effective at that. All of it based on lies. Yeah, all of it based on almost insanity. Right. <clears throat> both were, both Soviet Union and uh, Nazi Germany were totalitarian dictatorships mm-hmm. that, in the name of state security, terrorized their own people. Oh yeah, through a vast network of informants. Yeah, they had a secret police force. Both did that arrested, tortured, and executed citizens without yeah. due process. Right, all the time. So you got the Gestapo. Yep, doing I was that. Say, yeah. And you got the NKV, NKVA, you know, in the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union has always had that. When it was Russia, yeah. you know, it had it as well. So you know, you, you've got to have that. Totalitarians have to have that. And finally, and 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 this is the frightening part, of the thing that you know a, a minivan centurion has to be on the lookout. Both uh, were focused on and and in content with, not content with, mere tyranny of their own people. That was not enough. It'd be it'd be one thing if Soviet yeah, it, even said,
1: "Look, I'm going to take over all these Russians. We're just going to terrorize our own folks. Don't right?
0: worry, just our own folks." Yeah. If the Germans had said, "Ah, if it it's just it's just our own people we're going to terrorize." Yeah. No, they they had to export it. Gotta right. So the Soviets would say, "Well, you know." Uh, we're doing it. The difference here is in in degree or in in marketing. We want to free the people of you know <laughs> right. fill in the blank here Italy Germany. We want to yeah. free those people.
1: Yeah, through communism. So yeah, so right. they can right. they can live this better life that right. we have.
0: Now the Germans did it slightly different. They say, well, you know, we are entitled to worldwide he- hegemony because you know we're the master race. We
1: were yeah we were we were right. created for this. so.
0: Yeah, that's slightly different, you know, um slightly different marketing. Now, at the heart of all that, Soviet communism and and German fascism, Italian fascism, whatever you want, uh, is the control impulse. Yeah. It's this desire to control, right? I mean, th- that 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 idea in it it's baked into the state, but it would not have worked if there weren't a a large number of people in those countries who were also driven by the control impulse. They liked it. Yes. Well,
1: that's to whom they had to appeal, right? That's right. right. Yeah.
0: And also... You know what? This sounds good. A large number of passives. You got to have somebody to swing. Who would just take it. Yeah, just go along. Who would just take it. No, but this stuff's like nothing new. I mean, like, okay, well, that's the 20th century. Oh, Napoleon did the same thing. So uh-huh. at, on the tail end of the French Revolution, when they had really no government at all, you know, he'd laid waste to everything. Napoleon was kind of this upstart, you know, young artillery captain. He got promoted very quickly because he wanted, you know, some battles and he became the emperor. Mm-hmm. And I, there's no evidence that he was insane like Stalin or, or Hitler. Um,
1: but, he was, but he was definitely a
0: controller. Yeah.
1: Super power hungry, S-
0: super power hungry. I mean here's the here's the uh, degree to which napoleon you can just have to look at a couple of things. It's the degree to which his control impulse drove him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He renamed the months of the year. he made a new calendar. <laughs> he yeah he yeah. he took all the existing weights and measures and got rid of them for the metric system, yeah, right He rewrote the entire legal code of France. got to give this guy an energy
1: no, I mean' you right. Know.
0: Yeah, he had energy, right? I mean, he—I mean, the guy was the ultimate controller, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but all he was doing is really replicating what Caesar had done. Another very sure. successful general sure. drives out the the, the democratic uh, institutions of the Roman Republic and replaces it with the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and um, is a complete control freak. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, which is really what somebody with a control impulse really is. So this is. Nothing new.
1: Nothing new under the sun.
0: And that's why I decided to say, and I'm thinking about this, I'm like, okay, this is the reality of it. The communists aren't on the left and the, and the fascists and the aren't on the right. right. They're both on the same end of a different continuum, which is the continuum of statism. Yeah. Using the state controllers, the control.
1: States right. versus yeah, status right. versus right. So freedom. Yeah,
0: that that continuum. Sometimes people say it's a circle, right? To yeah. me it's it's just a continuum, but yeah. On the one end, you have controllers. Yeah. yeah. On the other end, you got you have the adapters, and they politically are liberals, capital L capital liberals, L. Yeah. not what we in modern day parlance in our myth call liberals, little L liberals. What they actually are are liberals.
1: Yes, I love because this. Because for them, the it's that, yeah. the
0: lived experience that matters, not my truth, right? Not tradition, right? Not tradition, right? So for a liberal, capital L, liberal. He says, "Look, I don't know all the answers, but I don't trust myself, right. or you. Right. I trust the wisdom Here, of the ages. Here's what we've seen. Yeah, here's what right. we've seen has worked. That's right. We know I, what works. Right. I trust tradition. I have. I trust governing principles. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, faced with exigent circumstance, I don't want to have decisions made by somebody who tells me how he feels. Yeah. You know, the feelsies will kill you. Right. Oh yeah." So the liberal capital L liberal says, okay, we have these governing principles; they're traceable back through. We're doing thousands
1: upon thousands. Thousands
0: upon the the radical notions that the tomb was empty, uh-huh. right? And the radical notion that all men are created equal. And if you put those two things together, a whole body of tradition springs from that, right? It's the protection of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Uh, the indi- individual liberty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those are our shared traditions, right? And the liberal says, well, n- those are fine unless it makes anyone unhappy. Right. Unless they are inconsistent with anyone's lived experience. Yeah.
1: Li- uh, individual liberty. That's right. Versus individual experience. That's right.
0: Now, you might say to yourself, well, wouldn't a liberal find himself towards the liberal end of the continuum? Because he wants people to be free. But but the problem with it is when it flies in the face of tradition, Mm -hmm. the only way to get someone to abandon their tradition and embrace someone else's lived experience is to force him to do it. Yeah. So if you come... Guilt,
1: shame, coercion, whatever, law. Yeah, law. I'm I'm just saying there's many, many ways, right? You know,
0: emotional jackbooting. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's the way it has to be. Because if somebody says, absent any evidence despite the fact that between my legs hangs a penis, I'm a woman. Yeah. I need to, to provide no more evidence of that. And you will treat me as such. You will treat me as such right down to the fact that I can share a bathroom with your daughter yep. and compete against your daughter in in in, in sports it, that, that requires supposed strength to be, and speed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Based that on are supposed the other, to be right. uh, separated right. by the fact, yeah. Right. right. Now, yeah. the... And if you don't. The passives... Who on my political spectrum here become selfists? They're neither statist nor liberal. Uh-huh. They're selfists. Their primary desire is to maintain their own personal status quo. Right. They will certainly go along with that because well, they, they can think of no reason to oppose it.
1: Right. Well, they, they it it would require too much energy and too much conviction sure. right. and a lot of discipline. A lot of things that are not. And it's like you know what. That's what they want to do, I guess. Listen, I mean,
0: in a battle between some people saying, do as I tell you to do or I'll kill you. Right. And on the other end, a bunch of guys saying, fight out every day in freedom, live free or die. Yeah, they go, "Uh I think I'll just. You know what?
1: I don't want to get killed. i tell you what, I'll just do what you say. I'll just do what you say, right?
0: I'll just do what you say. say." But there'd be no way to get the liberals to abandon their traditions and governing principles and say, I'm okay with this man parading around in the locker room naked with my daughter.
1: Yeah, not a chance. Absent mandamus. And And even then.
0: That's the machination of the state.
1: Even then, good luck.
0: That's it. That's the only way it works, right? And that's why on the one end of the reality, not the myth, You got statists, yeah, right, yeah. And the other end, you got liberals. That had nothing to do with parties. It's got nothing to do with left and right. No, it has to do with liberty
1: and coercion. That's and coercion, control
0: and adaptability, Adaptability, right? Adaptability. And in the middle, you got the passive selfists, and it's just a day-to-day thing. Which,
1: Which way the wind bloweth, I shall. They
0: are agnostic with regard to any intrusion on individual liberty up until the very moment it is their individual liberty being imposed upon. First they came. First they came. Now, uh, in that battle Uh stalks the Minivan Centurion. Yes. A man who is invested with governing principles, who is a traditionalist, Uh who does stand for individual liberty, who will not succumb to statist tyranny, but he will not fight his fight using the same weapons that the statist uses.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, he shall not coerce, he, uses, he will not, right. yeah.
0: He uses persuasion love, and, and love. And I'll tell you, Dark, were it not for looking back in human history and seeing the fact that despite the odds, the liberal always wins. Mm. I would have very little hope right now. I mean, Fair. in the dark days of World War II, right, you would think, wow, yeah, there's no way that's going to happen, right? Yeah. No, no way that's going to happen, but it did. But it did. Right? But it did. Enough people just went along. Right. And At the right time, the right man always steps forward. And leads another cohort of right minded men, and they defend the shores of liberty and freedom Mm -hmm. for everyone else. Yeah. Despite the fact that the statists are gnashing their teeth trying to kill them, Mm -hmm. and the selfists are saying, Why did that make it so hard for us? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Despite that fact, right? Quit trying to move me. Quit trying to move me. Now, so we face an election here. Come on, Tuesday. got a big election coming up, right? This Uh, this
1: will drop likely after election day, but as of now. uh,
0: I will be voting on Tuesday, regardless of party, for whomever the most liberal candidate is. Capital L. Capital L liberal. And uh, in many cases, most cases, there ain't a whisker, a difference between the two. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that politicians run for office because they want to control things, <laughs> right? So I would say this. You know, it's not like uh, I'm looking. It's not a purity test. I'm like some libertarian who, you know, they have their own party and they put up their own candidates and like ugh, all you're, all you're <laughs> doing is making things because we, we are we are not a parliamentary system. We do not have uh, multiple parties and you know put right, together right. majority governances. It's a win or lose, right? So win or lose, so you vote for the, vote for the people that you think are the most liberal, and deal with the fact that they're probably pretty statist too. Yeah,
1: yeah. But but maybe they're they're statist in a way that is less less oppressive. To less. You. Stay yeah.
0: Stay out of political arguments with people; they don't make any difference. not help. Somebody tells you the Republicans this or the Democrats are that, and you go, "Heck, I don't know. All I know is the, the governing principles." and how they should apply to how we deal with chaos mm-hmm. and hardship in a fallen world. Because yeah. despite the fact that the system we have is messy and imperfect and sometimes looks like it's you know burning oil, it's still the best system that's ever been concocted by a bunch of liberals in yep. 1776 who had a radical notion, right? Yeah, And we're still free because of that. But it won't go on forever unless we take that baton and continue to carry it. Will you do that with me, Dark?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Will you? I will.
0: Will you love and protect your family? I'll do that too. Will you be an asset to your community? All day, every day. Will you fight fight to hold the middle of this great nation?
1: (laughs) I will. I will.
0: Will you finally admit that you have a face for radio?
1: I shan't. You know why? No. It's a podcast. It is. It is. been listening to the minivan centurion if you liked it share it rate it and review it then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders you were made for these times the road will be rough but you're up to the task you don't fight alone you fight alongside centurions